to the Airbuds Podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here on the show. Who are y'all? My name is Peter. My name is Mike, and that's Jamel. Basketball is happy. The buds are in the building. All is well. Basketball radios number four buds. Who are numbers one through three? One and three, one, two, three, and four. Okay. The fourth is our dog. Oh, I think I'm confused about what you're talking. <laughs> I don't know. There are three dogs affiliated with this Airbuds podcast. Right. We got Murray, all, we got Sadie, we got Greta. Yeah. They're all names of people who might be in the uh, Montefiore nursing home in the Cleveland area as well. Oh, yeah. And they're all uh, they're all our password, but we're not going to tell you the order of them. Nope. So you're not going to be able to hack our emails. But if you think about that and just apply it to this podcast, you can probably hack into most of our accounts. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it will take you three attempts <laughs> to get into our account. Uh, guys, let's get some business out of the way. Uh, if you want to support the Buds, go to patreon.com slash airbudspod. Guys, we just dropped a new series, episode one this weekend. It's called Shmoney Talk. It is Jamel giving... Uh, advice on financial matters to our listeners. It's great. It's fun. I love it. Shout out to wife of the podcast, Beth Rowe, for being our NPR voice at the beginning. Uh, that's only available at patreon.com slash pod as long, along with uh, other freebies, like free bonus episodes every week of this podcast, free access to this. <laughs> I keep saying free. It costs free, $5. man. Yeah, free. If you pay us $5, yeah, for $5 then all this free. shit is for free. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's not free. You don't have access to the freeness unless you pay the $5. Until you give us the $5. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and guys, if you're listening to this today on Monday, we are announcing on Twitter and on Instagram pre-order for a new upcoming limited edition t-shirt starring Joel Embiid in caricature form. I love the shirt. People love the shirt. We already had some of our Patreon members got early access to the pre-order. We sold a bunch already. Uh, I love the shirt. I don't know. What do you guys think of this Joel Embiid, our favorite little big boy shirt? Jamel, I'm gonna or I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Mike. Actually, yeah. are you gonna ship uh, old holiday shirts for anybody who also buys a little big boy shirt? No, just to get bro, you spot? gotta hold them joints. These we can give these shirts away to people for years now. We have ten years worth <laughs> of holiday shirts. So, I know. I think the holiday shirts coming making a comeback on Black Friday uh, of 2021. Yeah, they're sure. gonna be exactly. limited edition again. Relimited. It's same limit. Limit didn't change. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, go to airbuds.bigcartel.com. We start shipping these new bad boys on uh, February 17th. Bro, let's just turn this show into fucking Macy's. Let's just take over all them when Macy's goes under. Because I'm still going to bet on Macy's going under. I understand we're taking down the hedge fund guys right now. But I'm actually going to do some hedge fund shit with Macy's. We Even for money talks, Jamel. Come on. Oh, my okay, my fault. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. With that'll be on Patreon next next week. Also, great episode of the Patreon this last week that I was not on. But anytime I'm not on it, I have the pleasure of listening to it. And uh, Nick Cobb, your coworker and a very funny comedian, goes deep on the Memphis in-game arena talent and its relationship to old school wrestling. Um, and just like a hilarious episode. 
No, he doesn't. No, it was funny. (laughs) He just (laughs) Benner was like, "Hey, that in arena in arena entertainment stuff, right?" And no, I'm talking about the whole episode was funny. I mean, I agree, it was funny. Why are you playing down the fact that I'm trying to give you a compliment? No, I just think the funniest part is we recorded this same episode three years ago and have been trying to get this man on for years. Well, no, it's we literally... recorded that episode, but it, I, like so, whoever, I, someone's computer died and we didn't get it, remember? So it never aired. Yeah. Anyways, no, Jamel, like, if we worked at a car dealership and Peter was about to like make a sale on a car, would you just walk up and be like, actually, that car fucking sucks? Yes, because that's that basically 100%. what you did to our own podcast right now. I was just like, this is very funny. You're like, Peter, fuck you. Um, Neither of us are wrong. I'll say that. And of course, if you go See? to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five star review, we will read whatever you write. We went overboard and read like four or five last week. Not going to read in anymore uh, right now. So just go to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Write something. We will read whatever you write, and stay tuned for that next week. Guys, basketball happened this weekend. Tonight, the Washington Wizards, thanks to Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, uh, came back and took one from the Brooklyn Nets. Jamel, do you still hate Russell Westbrook? Yes. (laughs) Next topic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's – of course it was good. I don't know. Is it sustainable? Can he actually drive by people now? Or is he just doing this because it's fucking all-star voting and he was playing against Kyrie and he was just pissed and he's just been yelling at other point guards for two straight weeks now. Someone has made $10 million just taking the over on every Wizards game for the last like month and compounding it. The final score of this game was 4,000 to 3,999. There is no defense anywhere the Nets to be seen. Don't, the Nets don't play defense. Let's be clear. It is a very old – I'm you know, living with my Faja right now, uh, friend of the podcast, frequent uh, – multiple-time guest on the podcast, Barry Moses. So and uh, he's sleeping, so I'll tell him you say hello in the morning when he gets up at 5.15. And uh, I, he's just like, Kyrie doesn't play defense. James Harden doesn't play defense. I'm not convinced which is such like a dad take of him being like cranky about basketball. But is it wrong? It's not wrong. Like playing defense right now. You don't have to play defense right now also. Yeah, I, I think right now they are losing games. They're dropping games every other game because they don't play much defense. But I don't think that's going to last forever. We know that they're all capable of playing it. I think it's just going to be a matter of when do they figure out that they need to do it. Would be more concerned he... if they were losing games because Kyrie was missing shots. He's still hitting shots. They'll get the I'm with better. Basically. When did we see Kyrie play defense? Uh, fits and spurts. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever had to uh, <laughs> like fully do it. Like, because he's always had 20, he's had Le- 2015 he's had finals LeBron to like fall back on. So he's like, oh, I can play defense a few plays. But I think. I think I don't. I mean, he's he's an elite athlete who who's very smart about the game and knows how to play defense. I think it's just a matter of getting him to be like, "Fuck, we're gonna keep losing if I don't actually try." Bro, the last time he played defense was the 2015 finals when he fucking when his kneecap blew exploded, up, exploded. Yeah. So you're saying he's and he was like, "Let that be a lesson to myself." Yeah, I'm not doing Do it that anymore. Again. Yeah, that's a fair point. 
which makes total sense. Would you want to strap somebody up after the last time you did it, your knee exploded in front of you, in front of the nation? Yeah, but he's not like, he's not Isaiah Thomas is my point. He's not like someone who is incapable of playing defense. He's capable of it. Can we actually talk for a second, tangential to Kyrie, but just like, when are we just going to talk about how the Celtics are a middling, mediocrely run franchise that gets a bunch of credit because they're the Boston Celtics, but actually haven't done shit and are about to waste away their opportunities with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, we do that every other week. I mean, we've been saying this shit for fucking... I guess it's true, but it feels like I'm like really, with that Laker game, that they should have won and probably maybe did if Marcus Smart gets, you know, doesn't uh, blow out his calf. Um, But, like, tr- like Tristan Thompson, both the, N- the Nets and the Celtics kind of have a similar problem, even though the, Cel- the Nets are probably going to go to the finals, is, like, they need like DeAndre Jordan ain't cutting it. Daniel Tice and Tristan Tom, uh, Thompson ain't fucking cutting it. Like it turns out you actually still need um large men to play basketball and be be good at it. There was a good solid 5 years where you didn't, but now yeah, it's it's back again with Embiid and Jokic being yeah, like but the, like, two of the top 3 players okay. in the league right now. Yeah. But still Bogut, Pachulia, Festus, like they like there was good big man play that was complimentary enough and also if you like the concept of basically either being like a daryl morey crazy person or having the best backcourt of all time like is the exception to the rule i'm heat they didn't have a center wow jamel Uh, just disproved your entire theory with lebron (laughs) yeah uh yeah. Who was, the, who was it? They, they like had Udonis uh, Haslam playing the center at some point. Joel yeah, Anthony. Joel Anthony was definitely in yeah. there. But what they did have was like length and enough size. They had enough size and a, and like probably peak LeBron. Well, they were just it was a big backcourt. Okay, if you don't have LeBron, Stephen Clay, or psychotic Daryl Morey, those are the exceptions to the rules. How about that? I'll loop you in. I mean, yeah, Mavs were big. Uh, Spurs the biggest. Shout out to Brian Cardinal. Anyways, to your point, the Boston Celtics do suck. They are a mediocre run organization. Uh, Brad Stevens uh, overrated. Hasn't done shit, but gets all the credit. It's not it's not Brad. I don't think it's Brad. If it was Brad, they wouldn't be in the playoffs every year consistently in the top four. So like the Philly was in the playoffs, but I felt like it was inconsistent. And it was more because the players I don't know. It just felt it feels different, bro. I think it's Ainge. Ainge is the problem, not Steve. Uh, I don't know. I think Ainge is more like he puts together very talented rosters every year that can get to the playoffs, but then don't have it all together. Like they're missing, say a center well, like Peter's mentioning. You think do, doing Isaiah Thomas as dirty as they did him, playing him hurt, kind of exploiting him right when he had like a massive family tragedy, knowing they were never going to beat the fucking LeBrons, like 
has come back to bite him, like flirting with Anthony Davis and then Anthony Davis's dad just being like, fuck you guys. Like Kemba Walker, they traded for Kyrie and they've gotten Kemba Walker. Who else is and Gordon Hayward? Those have been the destined. That's been what they have attracted there. Well, Gordon Hayward also, I mean, Gordon Hayward left the first chance he got, right? I don't know. I think I think Jalen Brown needs to escape. That's my only real take on the Celtics. I think Jalen Brown and Tatum. I feel I think like Tatum's too. probably gonna. They're gonna hold on to him. They think he's the the next Gordon Hayward. Um, and uh, I, Ben, I asked. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil a future Patreon segment. But Beth was like, is dying to come on on the pod. And she's like, I can talk about basketball. See, look, Tristan Thompson's in Boston. I know because Chloe's spending time there. And that's good because they need more black people in Boston because it's a very racist city. <laughs> like, that's it. That's a very, very accurate for both the team and also the city of Boston. Right. But they're never going to love Tristan as much as they love Daniel Tice. <laughs> which Because he's white and German, which is like a double whammy in Boston. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Four seed again. Four seed forever. Yeah. Um, I think the Jazz of the East. Well, I was going to bring up the Jazz. Funny you should bring them up. Uh, the Jazz got absolutely annihilated by the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic, who scored seventy-four points uh, today. They did win ten games in a row. We got to give the cops the jazz. Credit. Yes, but I I just wanted to bring it up because I felt like um, you said that are the Celtics the Jazz of the East, and the Jazz just happened to kind of fold like laundry under the pressure of a true competitor. And I think that's kind of uh, what Boston does. So yes, they are the Jazz of the East. Very good. Always has a good record. Uh, not real. I mean, dog. I don't know, man. Who's real? Who is real? I, you know I always say this, and I'm going to say it again. Like, winning is just too hard, man. I agree with you. Why do you think I'm it's such a fucking loser? too hard. <laughs> you have decided to just yeah. be like, you know what? What if I never win? And that in self you know who's real? is winning. The Los Angeles Lakers and Jennifer Lopez. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Couple good pulls. Yeah. I like that. Is Ja Thank Rule you. real though? That he revoke his realness by getting involved in the Firefest thing. Are I mean, the Nuggets ja- real? Who's the real? Nuggets are not real. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I love Jokic. I love a lot of their players. I love Jamal Murray, <laughs> but like they've been like kind of half baked. Jokic is hot right, right he's now. He's been hot the whole time, but what what's their record right now? Like nine and nine? <laughs> so two, it's early in the year. I don't know. What you two real about? teams. There's two real teams and they both play in Staples Center. The Sixers, whenever they come to LA, and the Lakers. That's three real teams. Thank you. Sorry, two real teams in the West, and two real teams in the uh, two and a half real teams in the East. What would you call two and a half for the in the East? Um, I think that the Sixers are real, and then both the Nets and the Bucks are point uh, seven five of a real team. Cody Seller dunked on Giannis that's today. True. That, that's why uh, the Bucks lost 0.25 in Peter's book. <laughs> yeah, that's not real. I do want to point out I was incorrect about the Nuggets. Uh, I miscalculated their record. They have kind of picked it up. They've been 7-3 in their last 10, and they're currently 12-8, and eight, but that's after kind of a terrible start they had to the season. So 
Yeah, rough start. Jamal Murray was really bad the he first was. few weeks. Jokic been consistent. Shit, he has seventy four tonight. That's pretty good. Points from Jokic. That's <laughs> damn near. You know, seven plus four equals twenty four. That's Kobe. Yeah. He did it for Kobe. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts, man. But yeah, I don't know. Jokic uh, is 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 like is are, are Kobe tributes going to be the new QAnon? I think so. I think look. People, undying Kobe stands are about the same intellectual level uh, as QAnon people that are like people that can be duped by 4chan shit posters uh, into believing a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is going to arrest all the pedophiles in the universe are about the same brain strength as people that that like think that the Lakers signing another player means that they're disrespecting Kobe. It's the only person. It's the only difference between those two groups of people eating at Zanku chicken. Yes, I don't think okay. I don't think many QAnon people are, are like bold enough to go to Zanku. I feel pretty confident in saying under ten QAnon believers have been to Zanku chicken. We can figure that. Look, if you listen, if you're a QAnon, if you if you if you are Q and you listen to this, hit us up <laughs> at Airboats Pod. Uh, we wanna we need to take a survey amongst your followers. Uh, we need to know Zanku Chicken in or out. Oh, you know who is fucking Q is Denzel Washington. It all stems from John Q. You didn't know that? I did. I don't remember. Is John it's Q not the goodbye. one where he see you later. holds a hospital hostage to get his kid a heart surgery or whatever? Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. You know what I watched the other night? The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington. Oh, how was Here's that? Here's my favorite moment. He basically looks in the camera and he says, it's the little things, Jimmy. <laughs> that was the best moment of the movie, and the rest of it was fucking terrible. That movie sucks, man. I don't know. I thought Rami Malek was a good actor, and then I watched this movie, and I was like, did I ever actually like him? Um, or is he just the worst actor to ever live? It's so bad. Don't watch the little things. Watch watch Passenger Fifty Seven on Netflix instead. Um, Which Jamel and I were talking <laughs> about before we started recording. That's why I brought up Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> I do love Denzel in that movie when he turns the camera and goes, "There's got to be an inside man." <laughs> <laughs> it was so like i i always think it's funny when they say the name of the movie in the movie and i truly mean it like when denzel washington what's up kid it's your training day yeah when denzel said it's the little things jimmy i that was the one moment of the movie i truly enjoyed you stand yeah. up and applaud i was that house. leonardo dicaprio <laughs> meme of him pointing at the screen you know <laughs> Oh, also, I know I'm bumping all over the place. Remember when uh, Stan Van Gundy got hired in New Orleans and David Griffin blew all of his goodwill for being a good GM and JJ Reddick got on a press conference and was like, I can't believe I have to fucking work for this guy again, this fucking asshole. <laughs> and now right, he's getting now JJ Reddick uh, reports came out, I believe today, Sunday, uh, that he is officially on the trading block with the Pelicans trying to talk to the Celtics, the Nets, and the Sixers putting them back in Philly. Teams exclusively in the Northeast. He needs somewhere to park his yeah. boat. 
I think it is his ultimate destination to land in Brooklyn uh, because he is the most kind of Brooklyn possible human being. Not like not like Don't Biggie he, Brooklyn, he, like Brook, people actually from Brooklyn, but like people that moved to Brooklyn in 2018. I'm going to push back. I'm going to say Philly, there's a lot of good storylines that have nothing to do with basketball. It's a return to a city that he had success in and should have gone further, but the team wasn't ready. They didn't have the right coach. And he has unfinished business with Doc, who is like showing out in his new uh, his new environment as well. And they have assets. Brooklyn doesn't have any fucking assets. What does Brooklyn have to trade? Does Philly need him? I don't think so. I, I I don't know where he fits right now. Seth Curry has kind of taken the J.J. Redick role uh, that J.J. Redick once occupied, and he's done a decent job. I think a, a better job now uh, than J.J. Redick would do. I mean, look, would J, have you seen J.J. Redick's uh, shooting splits this year? He's terrible. He's shooting like 27% from three. He's shooting like 40% field goal percentage overall. You got to give him at least six percentage points for just how mad he is that he has to work for Stan Van Gundy, though. Celtics make sense, though. I know they, you know, hey, seem like they could could use a few extra shots. I bet J.J. Redick listens to shipping up to Boston at least once a week already. That's the, like, the... The like the departed song is that a good way to put it? The song where if it plays, you need to take it, Jamel. Jamel, uh. Sounds like you're no longer watching the Boondocks, and you're just putting on the Boondock Saints. There it is. Oh my fucking god! Look, can I just say what? another thing? I'm I'm from now on. I'm a fan of whoever I fucking want to be. <laughs> I do like for the listener. Jamel's mic uh, crapped out for for a solid minute. He was silent there for a while, and now it's back. And I think were you holding on to this thought the entire time? <laughs> Jamel, would, Jamel, would you say that you're Bali amorous? Oh, whatever the yeah. fuck you want, dude. Yeah, I'm a Balitarian. There it is. I mean, you Bali amorous, Balitarian. Yeah, because this shit is dumb. Why do fan? Why do we have this like expectation of fans? It's like, oh, fair weather fans. Like, yo, the players. Once Durant signed with the Warriors, fans can do whatever the fuck they want. I like the Trailblazers now. Don't you can't stop me. Who's stopping you? That's great. I think fandom comes from like a very like feudal, like wartime ethos. Like you used to like have to be a fan of your nation because you might have to go stab a guy with a sword in order to defend it. And then that just kind of became like you're a fan of the soccer team from your your country or your town because the stabbing with the sword feelings bled into soccer over time and now we have drones killing people for us so there's no stakes at all so yeah i'm with you why we don't have to you're you're not going to war for dc 
follow whoever you want. The drones will got got your back. Thank you for <laughs> tying that up for me. Nah, for real, bro. Yeah, because my team is bad. Now I got to listen to some other fan to tell me that he's better than me, man. You're not better than me. They are, man. I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm sick of this shit, bro. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Your worst shouldn't be tied to Scott Brooks. That's fair. See? Thank you. So you understand, bro. I didn't choose these people. Listen, you you have uh I think this all this podcast has always been pro Blazers. You are literally wearing a Dame shirt that we had a cease and desist letter given to us for. And that was a spectacular moment that you should be able to enjoy both tonight and last night from uh, last second three-pointers. Yeah, Damian Lillard uh, with that game winner. I mean, come on. God, we have to play the Blazers next game, too. Really, I just just wish they would leave Russ alone. Just give us any point guard who sucks, please. Are you going to root for the Blazers? In that game? No. Who are you going to root for? Uh, me? You should just root for your <laughs> fantasy team. Yeah, I'm going to look at my five fantasy lineups, and I'm going to play I Believe by Sounds of Blackness. Should we just get, um, should we just make jerseys for your for your fantasy team and sell them at airbuds.bigcartel.com, along with our other limited edition t-shirts, which are available now. Some are on sale. Ooh. You mean a Woodbridge Wombats official yeah. kit? I mean, look, we, I mean, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but we got some talented artists asking to collaborate with us. We could give well, them a okay. Woodbridge look, Womb- man, Wombats again, assignment, see what they come up with. This show is turning into a fucking pack sun. And I am fine with it. Let's start, <laughs> let's sell toe socks. Socks with the toe, individual toes. Didn't, didn't at one point Kobe have a pair of shoes that were like basically just one step above barefoot shoes? I was think he, he had that? a. He, I think was he had like one model first, that like... was like designed to be like a foot, the most natural way. I think Kobe might have been like a barefoot is legal guy. Oh, because this was uh, was this the year that he was like this shoe? Is for my three different moods, and it was like you could like this is me when I'm uh, I'm a snake, and here's me as yeah. a father. Here's me when I commit sexual assault. Hey, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Peter. <laughs> Listen, I, hey, I mean, if that's, if that's a mid, if that's what a midsole means to you. <laughs> Who am I? I do want to find that shoe. I will. I will look it up because I remember it being incredibly stupid, and I remember this vague ad campaign that Jamel's talking about. And I, we'll talk about it next week. You know what I do? I mean, who? Well, oh, no, I was going to start ahead. moving subjects, you but you go on. Kobe with the low tops. He now everybody wears low tops now because of Kobe. Are you trying to annoy me right it, now? When? Yes. <laughs> Now, yes, AI wore low questions. Yes, Gilbert Arenas' signature model shoe was a low top. But Kobe Bryant, who came out with a low in 2008, 
a full 12 years after Allen Iverson's question and answer lows were like top selling shoes to the point where Reebok gave Allen Iverson a lifetime contract. Not exclusively because of the lows, but yes. A lifetime contract for how much? Uh, what does he get paid yearly by them? Uh, free apps at TGI Fridays. Fridays. I was about to say Ruby he Tuesdays. Just, I think collected a check because I think it's like every so few years or whatever he gets like paid something. And I think I remember maybe last year or the year before it was reported that he collected a check for like fifty four million. So like in five years he might he might collect another fifty four million. Who knows? But um, and Reebok's on the way back, right? He's making more. Yeah. They're making more. They're making more questions, more yeah. fucked up questions. Montrez Harrell got questions with uh, zebra skin yeah. on him. Anyways, my point is that Allen Iverson, who... Like, I don't even want to talk about this guy. This is all stemming from a specific blue check mark, like NBA media guy who was trying to troll Ooh, in order to get followers. And I and I got pulled in. What about Took my man on Twitter? <laughs> Dude on Twitter said Moses Malone was wearing low top. Yeah, the he Air had Force the Air One Force Lowe's One in Lowe's. Like, like he was going yeah. to a fucking picnic. Like he was going to a cookout. Yeah. He, had, he had burger grease stains on the shoes and he was playing. Yeah. Anyways, the, some idiot said that Kobe Bryant's biggest uh, impact on the world of basketball is that he wore low top shoes, which is fucking insane. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure he I'm sure he broke the 1000 follower mark because of that tweet. Good for him. Ooh. You you probably helped him I by did. quotes with I'm sure I did. He was engaging. He was trying to go at me, and I basically just called him an idiot, and he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Can we talk about some other idiots yeah, for a second? Please bring it up, Peter. Speak on it. How about Clay Thompson and Draymond Green? Your favorite. Your favorite kids. Just looking like the fucking 80s super rich asshole villains in a movie that they always have been and will be just get like talking some wild shit to a Detroit team. That's terrible while they themselves are terrible, man. Fuck those. They're not exactly terrible at the moment. They are an eight seed. They're 11 and nine, which is uh, technically more wins than, uh, the Grizzlies, who haven't played in like a year, the Suns and the Blazers, who <laughs> and are ahead of them. Back to the league, though, the Grizzlies. Um, but you know, we're we're ranking it by team winning percentage, and so they're technically eighth, but they have more wins than the seventh, sixth, and fifth seed. But all right, basically, they took a shot at Rodney Magruder for seemingly nothing, and then live on the air after the game. Clay Thompson basically said, don't worry about that guy. He's not going to be in the league next year, which is just some really fucking like, I hope he was trying to be funny, but that's just some fucked up shit to say about Juan Toscano Anderson of the Warriors apparently uh, said something to uh, uh, Wayne Ellison of the uh, Detroit Pistons, uh, which Roddy Magruder took issue with and tried to talk to Juan Toscano Anderson after the game. And that's when Clay, uh, when asked about it while he was doing color commentary for the broadcast because they just let Clay Thompson do that, which is fun, I guess. Uh, 
Yes, which is another like my dad is the boss here vibe of the most one of the most successful, but also the rich kid backcourts, which is like my daddy was here. Is I could not believe that was yeah, the vibe the, they were giving uh, off. The, the juicy quotes that that Clay said on the broadcast was, "This dude might be out of the league soon. He's probably mad about that. He's over here trying to start something like he's a good player or something." It's like, bro, get out of here. Um, which. You know, if you're going to be a technically part of the media team for a broadcast, you're supposed to be somewhat unbiased. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to go personal. You're supposed to be working under the guise of some kind of journalistic standards. I would say that doesn't meet journalistic standards. Uh, that's like the kindest thing you can say about it. Uh, he's clearly taking it personally. He's clearly uh, not unbiased. I mean, he's also clearly. Being a fucking prick, honestly, like it's such a, it's a, such a struggle for ninety five percent of NBA players to get into and stay in the league, and he's in the elite percentage of players that you know are a incredibly talented, obviously, and, and have these long term big dollar contracts. Uh, so it's just kind of like dickish to be like to to say that about like the essentially what is the working class of the NBA. Yeah. And also, well, your Rodney daddy Rudy, made millions Rudy. of dollars Rodney playing McGruder with fucking magic. He's not a slouch either. My man's making $5 million this year. Shouts out to Landover, Maryland. Please and thank you. Yeah, I don't think Roddy Magruder is a perfectly fine and good like role player at this point in his career. Um, I think he was at some point better than average. I think he'll probably be in the league for another five years, probably. He's not bad. He's a great He's a great eight or nine man off the bench. Someone to fill minutes if you need him. I think his first year with Miami, he was really cooking. Then he got hurt and, you know, has just been trying to get right ever since. Right. So then after the game, before also, let's just go through it chronologically. Draymond Green, uh, at post-game presser, asked about uh, Rodney Magruder coming up and talking to, to, to Scano Anderson about whatever he said to Wayne Ellison. Um, Draymond Green said, when the fuck did Rodney Magruder become the tough guy on the team? I don't know, man. Everyone in the league is tough these days. It's crazy. I've seen a lot of tough guys this year. I don't understand it. And don't nobody do anything. Like, if you really wanted to do something, you could have done it. Fuck out of here talking shit. Like, he's the team tough guy. Get the hell out of here. He also said at one point, Clay said it all. Uh, I don't need to say anything, which is funny because he said a lot of shit. Um, but uh, I just want to point out that Draymond Green, acting like he is above it all because he's so tough, the guy's addicted to taking cheap shots on people's nuts. Like, he 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 blew the fucking finals because he gave LeBron James a, like, from-the-back nutsack tap. When could this motherfucker and like also like when has he ever been like actually tough? All Draymond does is like scream at the refs so he can get charging calls and just get in other people's faces in like a hold me back mentality. When has Draymond Green ever done anything that's actually tough? I don't know. Didn't he beat someone up in a bar one time at like a hotel bar? Send okay. a picture of his dick next to a remote That's true. for That's scale. I will say this. Draymond Green is from Saginaw, and he's got 
he's got like a 40 foot long wingspan, which means he can probably throw a punch and keep you at a distance. I'm not saying that Draymond Green can't fight. I don't know if he can or can't. I'm assuming he can, uh, but he does have bitch ass tendencies to kick people in the groin and tap them in the dick and pull cheap shots. So the fact that he's out here being the arbiter of who's tough and who isn't when like, it's like, bro, you, you took a cheap shot at LeBron's dick and lost the finals for your team. (laughs) Like you don't get to talk about who's tough or at least you can, but I'm not going to respect it. I don't know. And he's, he's, washed like properly washed he is more valuable on the tnt set than he is anywhere on a court i don't know about that i think he's actually he started the season pretty rough but he's been pretty good recently last time you said somebody on the warriors was washed they scored, they scored uh, what yeah. 74 points 1 million and 74 yeah. points i've never i look i never in my mind did it cross or never did it in a million years cross my mind that steph curry might listen to our podcast until you said the shit you said about him and then the within 12 hours <laughs> or no it wasn't even within 12 hours it was literally we stopped recording and then his game started so he was he was he's the NSA listening in on our fucking Zoom calls. I'm actually pretty sure it was happening like in real time. All you had to do was <laughs> click over to NBA.com to see how wrong. That's all I had to do. <laughs> uh, Listen, I know I'm wrong about Draymond. It's just like you can't say that. You can't say that about you can't you can't punch down like that. Right. Just can't. It's not cool. And it's also going to be like, I'm sure Draymond Green is also the kind of guy that's going to go on TNT at some point and talk about how the NBA is a brotherhood and a fraternity and only so many people have done it. And, you know, if you like, if you played in the NBA, then like you only know what I know and we were brothers for life and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, fuck you. Like Roddy Magruder, like all. So here, so this is. This is what came out. Wayne Ellison came out and he said, I see that junk. It's crazy. First of all, I think it's very unprofessional unprofessional and not classy, which is a fun way for someone uh, to talk about. For someone to attack Rodney's professional career the way it was attacked. Uh, to be honest, the guy over there, Juan, is the one who started the whole thing. Rod is a man of respect like myself, and I felt he took offense to whatever the guy was saying to me in the first half. For Draymond to sit up there and talk all that kind of crazy stuff behind a microphone, I think that's the fake tough guy stuff to be honest with you he also went on to mention that uh rodney magruder wasn't trying to start a fight he went over to just to kind of like talk it out um but because of the nba safety protocols and everything it just kind of looked like it was kind of more of a hold me back kind of moment maybe Mm. but yeah Mm -mm -mm. soft Mm. Where's the leadership, Steph? Rodney Magruder, come on the come on the pod, please. Rodney come Magruder, on the come pod. On the pod. Landover's own, man. Let's meet at the Bojangles at, at Largo Town Center. <sighs> Bojangles. You know, I never had Bojangles. Uh, delicious. Heard. Is there one? Is there one in I California? I had it at the I think I had it at the Atlanta or the Charlotte Airport. I texted oh, Jamel when I was doing sure. it. Was that what it was? Yeah, no, that's Charlotte. 
You know, you know what I've oh, never yeah, had. Right. I've never had cookout. Is there a cookout in in Maryland, Jamel? Nah, you gotta go down south. There's one in right. Richmond. Though. I've got. Uh, I've never had it. I've heard Shout so many good it. things about it. Uh, my friend is currently uh, pulling a Peter in North Carolina right now, uh, meaning he's living with his parents before he's hiding from LA to live with his parents. But I have him like the moment he comes home, I'm like, you need to buy a <laughs> giant we, sack we... of cookout and bring it back for me on the flight. I know it's gonna stick up the plane. I'll make it worth your while. I just need to try it. Pulling a Peter has really changed <laughs> over the years. Been <laughs> <laughs> something very different 23 months ago. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I went to cookout once. Don't remember it at all. I think I just got really high and forgot how it was, but I assume it's good. Uh, my brother Jaron loves it. He's down in North Carolina. It sounds right like now. it's the perfect place yeah. to get very high and eat i've like it's like they they're like would you like a corn dog as a side with your with your like hamburger like that's insane i love that yeah yeah no it's like you went to a cookout in a you know i'm saying in a silk and if shorts if my friend brings me back a bag of that (laughs) i'm gonna put on a silk short set which i actually have no bojangles on the west coast this is a down south east coast exclusive there's one in illinois there's 325 in kentucky in uh, north you heard carolina. it here folks breaking news there is no bojangles in california <laughs> airbuds exclusive there is no angles another reason to pull a peter california to the ged class <laughs> of 1969 you give the G. I feel like Javel. We should give like a GED, uh, like valedictorian speech every year somewhere in Los Angeles. Oh, we can we can record one as like an Airbuds Patreon. I think we should do that. Let's do that. This could be like your Andy Kindler State of the Industry address at JFL every year. <laughs> nah, I'm doing it at one of the uh, one of the Spanish churches over Let's by do like it. downtown. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, Iglesia, Iglesias, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, guys, there's one other thing I want to talk about. And I, I don't want to talk about it for too long because, I, you know, I just don't want to dwell on this. But the Sixers came back. They were down 20 with about six minutes or so left against the Pacers. The Pacers, who looked like a real contender uh, at the moment, I don't know. Um, eh, okay, not they're content. They're contenderish. Wait, what? Hold on. Oh, hold on. To come hold out on. of the east. To come out of the east. <laughs> not, not like Let's not, not beat the Lakers, but to come hold out of the on. east right now. Yes, they they're hold up on. there. Wait a minute. You yeah, want to talk? Yeah, you want to talk about yeah. speaking too fucking soon? <laughs> I fucking I came on here and said Karis Levert won the Harden trade, and then and then a week later he had like uh, what? Uh, some tumors a, a mass on his kidney yeah. i think is the technical term for yeah. It. yeah he's he he's fine he's expected to make a full recovery i think i think they said correct me if i'm wrong but i think the report i read was like two to four weeks he should be back practicing i might be wrong i might be uh but i think that's what i read but anyways yeah i think uh the pacers are really good right now and i think they're 
they have just as much of a chance to come out of the East as the Nets right now. Would that be because uh, rookie of the year Malcolm Brogdon oh, is playing really well? Up. <laughs> I'm just saying. You've been shitting on me constantly for Malcolm Brogdon being like the, the Bucks lost their championship shot when they gave him away. Do you not think they'd be a, like an actual 1A with Philly right now if they had him? Over Drew Holiday? I don't know. I think I would take Drew Holiday over Malcolm Brogdon. If we're just talking okay. like point guard for point guard. Anyways, okay. Sixers came back down 20 without Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was out of the sore back after LeBron James viciously, just fucking viciously body slammed him back first onto the floor against the Lakers. Sixers came back down 20, won this game without Joel Embiid. Uh, felt very good to see them win. Guys, How did? Uh, am I crazy that I'm just like, I still think they're not good? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let it they go shouldn't man be down 20 to begin with without it like they should like dude everybody no, gets should. down 20 everybody gets down 20 everybody blows a 20 point lead everybody hurts everybody hurts See, that's how that's how you that's how you Jamal tee a guy knows up. how to push those buttons or through zoom it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how we're how we're digitally recording i'm teeing my guy up thank you all i'm gonna say is that furcon Corkmaz, if he jacks up <laughs> another three with a full shot clock when the team is up like four points with one minute to go i'm gonna fucking send him a letter asking him to stop say it because <laughs> say it. this man he he i i He's supposed to be like our one of our sharpshooters. A, he's not a sharp enough shooter, and B, he just makes terrible basketball decisions sometimes. Ooh. Jeez, wouldn't you wish he was JJ Redick? No, JJ Redick is okay. Number one, we have we have a JJ Redick in Seth Curry. I don't think JJ Redick is going to want to play. Uh, he's not going to be happy playing the Furkan Korkmaz minutes, is he? Okay. He's not going to be happy That's anywhere. <laughs> yeah. First off, third off, can you beat up Furkan Korkmaz? Yes or no? I mean, I think there's very few professional athletes in the world I can actually beat up. <laughs> you got to put the pause on him. However, however, yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, you know, actually, I said that. Then I was like, well, Jake Paul did just beat the shit out of Nate Robinson. <laughs> But that's because Nate Robinson was acting crazy, okay? Nate Robinson had never boxed, and he was literally running around like a fucking cartoon. And that said, didn't Christoph Porzingis get fucking wiped off the face of the earth by some, like, drunk guy in Russia outside of a nightclub? Bro, yo, yeah, that was like Belarus, dog. That don't count, man. I think I could maybe, I could maybe, well, let's look at, okay. Is Furkan actually 6'7"? I don't think he looks 6'7". 6'7", 202. I I, I outweigh him by a little bit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say no, I can't beat him up. I think it would be closer than you're maybe giving credit, but I'm with you. But I I would be like 
I would put money on you knowing I would lose it just because I would be proud to be in the fight. If he was 6'3", I would say yes. <laughs> Yo, I could have swung on a... I just realized I was on an NBA floor and could have swung on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like the players were coming out onto the floor during the summer league game. And I have my phone out. I totally could have fucking touched one of them fools up, man. Guys, if we get to 200 Patreon subscribers, <laughs> I think Jamel has to take a swing on an NBA player. <laughs> it has to happen. It's only fair. Hey, I'm cool with it. That's fine. Should right. right we wrap this up, guys? Any, any, any last things we want to talk about? Anything to plug? get a tea bro come come to our new uh satellite location in zoomies <laughs> at the uh, westfield mall yeah, maybe airbuds.bigcartel.com yeah, we should take over zoomies yeah let's take and over yeah go to patreon.com slash airbuds pod uh we need like another like 70 i think subscribers and to get jamel to fight an nba player <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say fight. I said I'll okay, take a swing. Yeah, one swing, swing on and then one, we'll, and then we'll like, see what happens. Immediately yeah. put my I think hands. You up. immediately turn and run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. What? Oh, I'm yeah. getting way out of town. This is what I'm doing. I'm I'm pulling up to him on a yeah. bird scooter. Lime <laughs> scooter, bird scooter. I hop out. It's Earl Boinkins. I swing on him. I think it's got to be current. It's got to be current player. <laughs> Oh, that's yo, 300, 300 right. followers. Well, yeah, we're gonna current, need bro. we're gonna need those followers so you can afford like an airline ticket to Beijing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta yeah. get out of here. I'm not gonna be able to live in LA once I find out I'm the podcaster swinging more players. <laughs> you know what? If you if you end up doing the uh the joke level of Patreon for seventeen hundred dollars, you get to pick the NBA player. <laughs> oh, all right, love you guys. Bye. Peace.